All right. Welcome back to the question and answer session with Kemi65 and HC Vertigo. Talk, uh, if you missed our discussion on 315 on um, the server, the, the tech tools for the server crash stuff and um, uh, the, the, the end of 30K, question mark. Um, or, and we talked a little bit about like why Squadron 42 and Star Citizen share some tech and like, like why you'd see something like server meshing in Star Citizen. Um, check that out there if you haven't already watched that. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, up there. Uh, if you're listening to us in the podcast land, make sure that you go back and listen to us on, um, you know, last week's. Uh, and of course, if you are watching this live on Twitch, you can go back. You can do live replay on, on the VOD. You know, the VOD's currently active, so you can just go back and do that. But don't do that now. Go back after this and watch that. <laughs> um, all right, let's get started. These are questions that are submitted by the chat uh, for us. Um, there are a total of 14 so far, and I'll pause this at probably around 20 questions just because I don't want us to go to uh, beyond that because that'll be a, probably an hour and a half as it is. Um, so chats ask questions. They, they, you, you all can ask us questions still. Uh, if you hit the little coin icon in the chat, uh, type out the or choose the captain's table question option, type that into chat and then hit submit and it'll pop up onto my list. I will read this out loud for everybody to, um, to, to hear and we'll answer it. You can ask individual questions to individual cast members, to the whole cast, to only a few cast members. Uh, just as long as it's related to what we're discussing or to Star Citizen, that's all it needs to be. So the first question comes from um, Uncleine2901. Who asks, how do you see the inventory system evolve over the coming patches? In its current quote-unquote glitchy state, it needs some work. What features does it need, um, which it doesn't have now? And which features would you like to see gone? Vertigo, let's start with you. Um, sure. Um, what would I like to see removed from it? Um Obviously, the camera needs to be fixed. Uh, so when stuff, people walk in front of you, it doesn't block your view or something like that. Mm -hmm. It would be nice if it would like render. It wouldn't render stuff in front of the certain game world uh, things in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. And obviously, not having the camera, you, you could right now you could use the inventory system, the camera to actually push through doors and see what's behind the doors. Kind of useful in underground bunker missions where you're trying to find where that last guy is hiding in those spawn mm -hmm. closets. So you obviously can do that. Uh, the ability to drop boxes underneath your character to break into ships, that would be uh, that'd be nice to go away. I've <laughs> done that a few times. Build yourself a, a, a tower of pizza, leading tower of pizza, and suddenly, boop, you're inside someone's uh, Hercules. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I definitely think they need to improve. Like, right now, the, the, the system is real finicky. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just, it's real fiddly. You have to kind of, every time you respawn, and you have, even if you have the, everything in your inventory, it's just got to get to, you got to, you got to build up your outfit. You got to drag over the, um, you either got to right click equip on the undersuit and you got to drag over the armor pieces you want. And then you have to get the, get the equipment you want just to get ready. I'd love to have loadouts, preset mm -hmm. outfits. You're, you could walk up to a closet. I don't care if you have to physically walk up to a closet and click equip loadout, Chris. Just you have a loadout yeah. closet or something. You could walk yeah. up to, and you just I... open it up and the character just puts everything on and then you just walk out the door with it. That'd be great. I love preset loadouts. I love I love the idea of a preset loadout of like, hey, even even a purchase option. So you can mm -hmm. set up a, a loadout and be like, if I if this if this if it's empty, if I if I load up this this loadout and it's in a closet mm -hmm. and I don't have this th these sets, 
um, have an automatic purchase option, like a like mm-hmm. an auto buy from Amazon. Like when I'm out no. of this thing, buy it and have it shipped to my to my uh, to yeah, my, and my closet. Paul Paul brings up another good one: having uh, the ability to have vendors ship stuff around the verse for you. Yeah. Because when when I move to a new location, I have to use unless I want to unless loading your ship up and unloading your ship is also very fiddly. Like just never mind load, just equipping your character. Trying to get a whole bunch of inventory items off your ship into the local inventory, there needs to be like an unload or load all button. Just yeah, just take all this stuff, throw it into the back of my C two. I, I don't mm-hmm. care. Like I'm, I'm going to some place new. I want to take everything with me in a kitchen sink. I don't care if there's like a loading timer for it or whatever. But yeah, or just being able to ship stuff across the verse through, like have other players do it or have NPCs do it. Like just put everything into a box. And yeah. then you put it in the back of your Avenger Titan. You just pay someone to do it, mm-hmm. and then they, the box shows up. It, it gets unloaded, goes into a goes into a room, and then it just pops into your inventory over there, over at the new location. Kovalex Moving Services, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, Does, what you know, it, do for you? <laughs> as 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 anybody who's moved probably in the last ten years uh, probably know, has heard about. There's always these like the pod service where you can like pay for oh, a yeah. pod and then throw everything into that pod and then close yes. it and then they'll like put it on an 18 wheeler and ship it to wherever you're going so you yep. don't have to like deal with movers and, and then they drop stuff. the pod out and you just unload it on, just on, on your leisure on your, on your leisure yeah. Yeah. yeah that's something like that would be nice in star citizen just like like throw everything into a into a into a cargo crate and then just like i can unload it as i need to or whatever so mm-hmm. you know um yeah, uh, Kemi, your thoughts. What what do you not like about the current system, and what do you what what do you what would you like to see improve in the future for the inventory system? Well, like like you said before, it's uh, we we said that term tier zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you tend to not like it at first iteration, and, and, I, and I'm watching HC. He's clever. I'm watching your HC. He he. But you know he had he made a point and he expanded a little on the inventory system he was a little organic with it and fluid with the inventory system uh and i and i like that because it aligns with uh going forward with the inventory system itself but yeah rudimentary mental uh, the, the 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 basics of it is uh you know your items you know the 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 uh the the armor the clothes but it's far, it's so much far reaching. It's so, it's so more involved than that. It, it goes from that and it becomes uh, what, the, what the economy will become. It becomes, it, it, it transforms into going forward, uh, the volume of, of our uh, items, uh, said items. Uh, when we're talking about the, the whole MISC, uh, it, it, it's, it, it's so interchangeable. It basically, uh, once these are truly building blocks, that's where they're going, then they can transform these things uh, into persistence, such as, okay, your cargo. For example, you have a cargo load uh, running pirates with your uh, MISC, and you've loaded 100,000 units on the MISC hull. You happen to get away because you had a security detail helping you. And so upon landing to sell said goods, you find out that you the 70,000 units are intact the 30,000 units are kind of like in bad shape or destroyed but they're still carrying that it's still holding as a cargo item but you see that they're worthless because now they've become physicalized they they've actually because they're physicalized they their their states the persistent states of these will change 
And so, again, it's far reaching of what inventory is. It's going to be a universal aspect of, mm -hmm. of what inventory will become. It will, affect your, it will affect the economy. It will affect your baseline. You have to protect it. You have to put your life in, uh, you know, you have to make a business decision. You say, okay, uh, I'm being held up by pirates. They disabled my ship. Uh, do I just go ahead and, and, and give them the, the, the inventory, the items? Yes, no, uh, or do you want to de death of the spaceman? So mm -hmm. when we're talking about inventory, it's so fluid now. Y we, can, we can look at it as it is and say, I don't like it, but be warned, it's going to transform it. It's going to be a part of everything we do. Uh, mm -hmm. When you find these rare items, are you going to put them on and then go out into risky areas? Heck no, because <laughs> you can either lose them or they'll be destroyed or taken or stolen. How just like more, that. How about more basic in terms of just like the systems themselves, like like the UI? Would you like to see, how would you like to see uh, UI change? Would you like to see any features added so that like for inventory, just to make things a little easier? Well, as an individual, uh, yeah. yeah, I would love to see it change and, and, and be a little more simplified where it's, it's more intuitive. Uh, I went into the knickknacks myself and I'm like, uh, okay, pick the item, drop, drag, what? And it did not resonate with me right off the bat, but I think with, you know, a single person giving feedback, it may not make a, a lot of sense to, um, they're not going to get up and say, I'm going to change it based upon one person. They're going to hear the collective uh, feedback from this community. And again, that's what I love about this community. They will... <laughs> They will get out too much feedback about these said items, but it's going to, but I think, and I know for, for, for a fact that the feedback for the most part is going to be positive and it's going to move in the direction where, oh, this is a little more intuitive. And for the fact that it's going to be uh, physicalized, these, the inventory system, the UI, it's building box, they can easily change it. It's not a thing where they have to go in and say, okay, I'll get back to you next year because it's, it's building blocks now they can rearrange or change the aesthetics of it or how it functions. But right now it's just me learning it. And so it's hard to say I don't like something until I get accustomed to it. And then once I get accustomed to it, I, I'm gonna be fair and give it a chance. I'm gonna work my way through it. Mm -hmm. So I think with that said, uh, there's gonna be changes. They're, they're not gonna sit still and say, this is it and that's gonna be the end of it. Think mm -hmm. of mining. Think yeah. of where mining started and where it's going you know, its current state, it'll get better, but we have to give that feedback. So right off the bat, uh, it's a little foreign to me having to move those items. So, uh, it's, it's going to take, it's going to take some time for me to get used to using it, but I think yeah. there'll be a, there'll be a common ground where I can adjust. Uh, for me, Give me auto buys. I like outfit ideas. Just the idea mm -hmm. of having like a, a closet, which is it's an outfit. This is my outfit. I have a default like armor set that I like to use. So like having two, yeah, just just that armor set default. So I don't have to fiddle with it. And if it's empty, and I die, then have an auto buy. And you know, no one's really brought up how like orgs are going to deal with this new inventory system too. If you like your yeah. organization has it as a as a um, an uniform. Because you go out into operation, because Friendly Fire is a thing in Star Citizen. There is no, yeah. Friendly Fire is on all the time. So you probably <laughs> yeah. want to wear a uniform so you can identify oh, yeah. friendlies at yeah. a glance. Yep. And buying, like, how are, how are organizations going to go shopping? Like, yep. for buying, like, 
like org level like armor sets like if you have like an org bank and mm -hmm. you just want to buy stuff for the entire where, organization to outfit everybody you, where are you going to keep all this 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 org stuff that's another question yeah you know but obviously um, on your idris or your javelin or, or kraken <laughs> that you have like you know um i'd also say tabs is a big thing i i, I would like to see like currently, mm -hmm. when you when you pull up your inventory, oh, yeah. there's a there's a filter system that you have to do the drop down and you have to click. It filters kind of finicky too. Like it, yeah. I use it. The, the, the my old man Tab. eyes and my old man reactions having a, having a hard time clicking on those. Yeah, it's like did I, did I actually check it or is it being unresponsive? Oh, there it goes. It's just being a little yeah. unresponsive. <laughs> Give me tabs. Give me clothing, mm -hmm. Under Armour weapons mm -hmm. armor, so I can just and then you know you don't have to have sub tabs, but you can have filters like then you can in your tabs yeah in your tabs you know um because it, it, it gets that bad um, i mean we don't need okay for, cig i don't need the entire undersuit to be displayed on displayed yes. to take up like this much of my screen also space you could probably also, fold them up to half of just the chest or something and just put a little tag on i don't know also cig i know it's a jacket but mm -hmm. you can fold jackets and stick them into backpacks. They're not too yes, big backpack. to fit oh into a backpack. <laughs> I know. What is, why can't I put an undersuit into my backpack? Like they this fold. Is, no, it's too big. Um, no, it's it's not yeah. a rigid suits. It's not. It's not like the Pembroke suit where it's like armor plating and stuff. Yeah. Like you can't really fold it that well. <laughs> no, it's a it's a flight suit. I should be able to like the gap. I you just yeah. there it goes right into the backpack. Uh, so yeah, the, the, those little things. I I don't. I actually like it better than i thought i would because the, the first time i looked at it i was like this is bad this is terrible like i'm glad they got rid of the old system but i was almost like i kind of like the old system better <laughs> now that i'm playing with it i real i recognize that it's just arma it's arma daisy mm -hmm. tarkov it's the same yeah. thing but I'd, I'd rather them have an arma daisy tarkov style like um paper doll where like you know, fades out, but then you have an actual separate screen instead of this, you're looking at yourself live because that's just, you clip through walls and it bounces over things and it becomes, yeah. it becomes way too finicky for that. Like it's already a finicky system. You don't want to add to the finick of the whole thing. You want to make it back in UI where it becomes a list. Yeah, exactly. Your default is at the forefront. Yeah. You don't need the 3d. You don't, Chris, you don't need to 3D everything, <laughs> yeah. all right? Yeah. I know you want to, and I know it looks cool, but then when it gets to actual functional gameplay applications, you get weird stuff happening like that, so. Um, Once we start dealing with volume, yeah, you're going to need to change or transform that. Yeah. Um, I, I, But I don't think I'd like to change things otherwise. Others, like, you know, the box thing. Get rid of the boxes. Like, I don't like the idea of me pulling out a helmet and suddenly it's a box, you know, make it a helmet, yeah. you know. I get that's a that's just a work in progress thing because they don't have the model physical models of you holding all of those things yet. So, um, but yeah. Um, all right, next question. Next question comes from. Um, Uncle Lime two nine zero one again, who asks: Should insurance be tiered? Tier one only the ship. Tier two, the ship and the modules like weapons, crews, oh, etc. Tier three, ships, modules, just, and guns, and board. Let's just open this can of worms. So yes, yeah. uh, insurance was supposed to be tiered. There's a very, mm -hmm. very, 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 very old post from 2012 where they talked about different levels of insurance depending on the threat level of the system you're going to go into. Where I think it was like one to five, and if you went to a maximum threat level system, no insurance would cover you. Like if you if you wanted to go punch a Van Duel in the dick. By going to their home world, 
Like, yeah, nobody, no, yeah, no one's covering the cost, the replacement cost Stop. of your Anvil character for that don't, trip. For that don't, trip. don't, don't go try and fist fight uh, a, uh, don't fist, <laughs> don't fist a Boreal Stalker, all right? And then just expect yeah. your, your, your shit that you lost because that Stalker went uh, like absolute ape shit on your, uh, shit. on your Hornet, yeah. you know? Um, uh, <laughs> So you're going to have to buy different insurance policies to cover different threat levels you were going to go into. Um, I, I think Chris said there was going to be some systems that no insurance would cover. Yeah. So you're going to be out of pocket if you went to that system. Uh, and that, that's, I think a lot of the community is like super afraid by that. But the salvaging comes in, you know, with yeah. the Argo SRV, maybe you can kind of sneak in, grab your ship and sneak it back out and then repair it back up to full full health. Because ships aren't just going to blow up anymore, people. Yeah. Like... Just like the way your corpse works, you could actually put down a medical beacon and have someone come back and heal you up. Or because cloning, or re, sorry, regeneration, you could have you could have a a, a a a clone of yourself go back up and pick up mm -hmm. your dead body and then get all the equipment off your dead body. Yeah, uh, you could do a corpse run essentially. Ibrahim, Ibrahim, yeah, Ibrahim. So spheres. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's going to be, like, a threat level 1 through 4 is what they kicked out. That was a long time ago, and stuff stuff has shifted throughout development in Star Citizen, yeah. so don't expect that to be a thing. It could yeah. be still a thing. Like, Chris Roberts' vision is like this, but it was a long time ago, so they may massage it. Maybe, like, three threat levels. They mm -hmm. Maybe six or seven, maybe ten, I don't know. But um, the idea of having high sec and low sec like EVE, and you go into null sec, yeah, you're not getting your ship back unless you pay out of pocket. Or if you go salvage the thing. Yeah. Or AT, um, uh, my, here's my superpower kicking in again. Uh, mm -hmm. The most recent thing, you remember Jared's video where he showed the different uh, uh, vendors of the insurance policies and they had the mm -hmm. different logos? Uh, that wasn't just eye candy. It, I think it had everything to do with, okay, if you choose a certain policy, it's going to be this said price. If you choose that policy, it's going to be that price. Now, once the, on the inbound uh, economy kicks in, uh, are you able to maintain those policies based upon risky behaviors and such? Um, do you have to do you have to back down and say, okay, I can't, I can no longer afford full coverage? That maybe I have to go with the Drake policy, right? Mm -hmm. So I think those variances of your behavior and the different aspects of the insurance agents will adhere to your behavior and your mm -hmm. thinking on how you do things. So you can't, so it's, they're putting it back on us. You, we can't yeah. be pushing on them. It's like, okay, if you stop the risky behavior, you don't have to pay the high premiums or your premiums don't go up or you may not get dropped. Uh, there's a reason why they have the different uh, said uh, insurance uh, agencies out there and offices. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be different insurance policies and in how you do or perform things in the game. So it's, 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 it's on us. So don't, don't do those risky things if you want to keep those said ships. But like they said, if, if you um, lose your policy or whatever, you're gonna have you'll be able to work your way back to getting things covered as a default. And and I think that was the other part was as far as customers customization of said items uh, that may incur a higher premium, but risky behavior. That's going to be your X factor in that. But yeah, mm -hmm. I'm sure that they're going to go with different policies as as you see uh, the fact that they showed video of the different insurance holders in, uh, mm -hmm. in, in, the, in that case of the game. 
Mm-hmm. I, it's also important to remember that there are different types of insurance. So yeah. you're yeah. going to have like some people ask like, will you have insurance right. in Pyro? And it's, the answer is yeah. <laughs> but, well, might, here, here's here's there something might, that there might be a company that covers you in Pyro. <laughs> But yeah, that's going to cost you more. Yeah, private insurance. You you have to go talk. You have to go talk to to Tony Soprano. Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of insurance. It's that kind of insurance. It's it's the protection racket kind of insurance. Yeah, Yeah. Um, premiums. But I'm so Dragon Dragon Cat in the in the chat brings up uh, something that maybe I should touch on that'll just absolutely piss people off. Uh, If you if you go into a level a threat level system. That's too high. That insurance won't, won't cover. Does that mean lifetime insurance on paid ships won't cover that either? And CIG has never addressed this edge yeah. case scenario that I'm aware of. As, and as far as... LTI, LTI mm-hmm. by definitions means you just don't have to pay for the insurance. It never means that the insurance will never pay out. There could be some situations where LTI is the best insurance policy you could you could buy in Star Citizen, but even then, there's certain systems. That will never pay out if you go to those. If you go to those systems, it'll never pay out if you go to that system. So you basically will have to buy your ship back, or you'll have to go get a SRV, you know, an Argo SRV st- standard recovery vessel, tow it back into lawful space, repair it up out of your own pocket, or just go out there with a reclaimer and try attempt yeah. to, re- or a Crucible, uh, a Vulcan, a Vulture, either scrap it and try yeah. to make some money back to buy it back. From I'm assuming I'm assuming they'll have some sort of subscriber store where you can buy back an LTI, a real money vessel. Yes. Um, if it's not available, if, if if it's like a, I don't know, like let's let's say a, um, um, a saber raven, an Aegis saber raven. Those things I think had six months haul insurance. Yes. And mm-hmm. if you lose one of those, um, you'll be able to buy it back uh, from yeah. like a special store. But maybe you have to go to Terra, and yeah. maybe you're an outlaw. Your reputation's in the stinker, and it's just like, well, if you want to go back to Terra to get that saber raven because it's really hot this patch. You have to get your reputation up just good enough to get through the jump gate so security won't fire at you immediately. Um, Um, That's a good question comes up because he asked a question about, like, if I have a $700 pledge with six months go up in smoke because because insurance is over. Oh, the, the, a couple is, you know, will will that happen? He couldn't get a clear answer is what he said. And I think bringing this up, basically, which is what last I heard was what you said, which is there will always be a way for you to get back your ship. Mm Mm-hmm. But you may not like the way you have to. You, do you, that. It, 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 there. Chris Roberts has said there. Star Citizen won't have grind. Okay, Chris Roberts, what does he know about playing video games, right? <laughs> uh, Chris Roberts said there's not going to be grind because the data, the minute-to-minute gameplay of Star Citizen should be fun. Yeah. But the definition, I think, of Chris Roberts' definition of grind and the community's definition of grind Are is, is different. Yeah. Are, aren't the same. And I think when people lose these very special ships that they want to get back, it's going to be a grind to them. It's going to be objective. They're going to focus on that objective and that objective only mm-hmm. for every PlayStation. So every step in the next the next couple of PlayStation's, PlayStations is, how do I get back my, for example, Saber Raven that I lost that has no insurance on it because I let it run out and I lost it. Um, and I can't go back to that system. We can never go back to there. We never go back to Space Arizona or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. We, can, uh, we, we can't go back to the system because we pissed off that. Tony Soprano. Like, yeah. our reputation is too much in the dirt. You can either pay someone to go get the ship back for you because the hull is precious for some reason. Uh, there, there'll be ways of doing it. Like, mm-hmm. when we get full persistence, that ship's not leaving anytime soon. That hull, if you know exactly where that hull is, you can go get it. Yeah. Tow it back and then repair it up at your leisure. And then, you know, just, just keep doing missions until you have enough money, buy the materials, just repair it up yourself, and then eventually yeah. you have a ship. Or someone may have salvaged that ship already. Now they have your ship. Maybe yes. you need to find that person 
and buy it back from them after they fixed it up or something. Or you go back to the subscriber store and you just purchase it. You may be able to track the whole of your ship no matter where it is. So if it's in someone else's garage, you know it's in that person's garage. And you send them a Spectrum message. You know, you load up the forums, type on Spectrum. Hey, man, you have my ship in your garage. What can I do to get it back from you? Um, this is information bearing on insurance payouts in different systems, aircraft, or based off official sources, based off of the last official sources that we've heard. Um, I'll see if I can't link it in chat here. Yeah. Um, going outside of gameplay, if you Mm -hmm. you take it out of gameplay, uh, the game itself, and you put it into, uh, the reality of what occurred, quite a large number of people, uh, you know, these collections of ships, and Mm -hmm. I can be one that that can attest to that because that was my way of going about getting these ships. They were all LTI, lifetime insured ships. So mm-hmm. I, I would believe that they will, they will tread lightly in how they approach uh, the insurance policy and the, the concept of lifetime insurance because you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're dealing with an avalanche of backers who mm-hmm. pledged based on lifetime insurance and you you know you you you've seen or heard of people melting ships or buying lti tokens to get mm-hmm. said ship at lti so i think the approach they're going to be they're going to they're going to approach this very careful uh with lti and and insurance policies because there's a there's a wave of backers ready to they're chomping at the bit to say either it's going to work or it's not and and be ready for the backlash Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I, I think the reality is, is that I don't think CIG is going to say, oh, I spent seven hundred dollars. You're you're just fucked. Get, get fucked. That was a public relation. That's a public relation nightmare. Yeah. There. That's like Polygon or Kotaku. Yeah. Forbes would write an article oh, about that. Oh, right. like, you'd, you'd have you'd have the Washington yes. Post writing articles. About yeah. that. That'd oh be just God. the most blessed clickbait for any news. Oh, so much money. So much money. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that is a, that is a, that is a money printing machine for YouTube. Like, the like, yeah. boys. Um, YouTube, Twitch, I'd be talking about that. Yeah. I'd be talking about that on Twitch and on YouTube. Oh, like, I, I would make YouTube I, videos really bad. I, I'd, be ta- I'd be making I, YouTube videos over that. I, there would, that would be, that would be a topic of several Captain yeah. Staples at that point, you know? Yeah. Oh um, my God. So yeah. the, the, the point being CIG oh, is, the CIG has always indicated that there'll be some way that you will get back your ships that you purchase with real money. Yeah. Um, but that may not be something that you necessarily are willing to do or something you are able to do all the time. I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll be like, it'll be something you can do. It'd be like, it'll be, it'll be work though. Like you'll have to, I I think at the end of it, they will have the option to just buy the ship back from the manufacturer. But if you don't have access to that store, either because of reputation or distance, like it's going to be like. Do I really want to make the trip all the way back to Terra while we're out here mm. finding the Van Duel? That's going to be like at least a day's worth of travel, and only I can make that purchase. I can't authorize someone else to purchase it on my behalf and then have it shipped out here. I have to travel all the way back and then come. I have to travel all the way back to Terra, and then I have to come all the way back here with the ship. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a. I think CIG is going to make it an undertaking, mm. and they're going to oh. they're going to make it. They're going to make salvaging the ship an attractive, a very attractive alternative to outright purchasing the ship again trying to get the ship back up and running where you're at through 
jury rigging like the power systems just to get the quantum drive back up and running some thrusters so you can maneuver it get it back into port and then start having stuff delivered and just repairing it up or having someone come out with a crucible or a reclaimer or something yeah. i think cig is going to push the that direction yes now um yeah. it's also important to remember that as of late CIG has also said, you say, if you have a six months insurance, that's not like six months of in-game insurance. That's, that's six months IRL. So yeah. Yeah. that's six months. That's also, if you, if the game launches in, in January, the then yeah. that, that insurance lasts until July. Like it's yeah. not, it's not like, like a small window of time. So you have to yeah. be in the game. people thought that, that it was going to be six months of playtime. Like the, yeah. the, time, the timer is only going to count when you're in logged in and then cig like that's too hard to track we're going to make yeah. it real time uh because the alternative which would be have it ticking in start star citizen is like four times fast they the the time the time in star citizen runs like super fast compared to real life so mm -hmm. you don't want you don't want the star citizen time to be the actual tracking of it but yeah, yeah. a lot of people didn't like the real-time insurance yeah so, but you just but, just wait for an intergalactic aerospace expo coming up here. You'll have ten years insurance. <laughs> who plays a start? Who plays an MMO for more than ten years? Right. That's effectively well, LTI. Be the yeah. first. I mean, how many? Sure. How many? Let me let me do it this way. Vertigo, Kemi, you you both play video games other than Star Citizen. How mm -hmm. many games have you played other than Star Citizen for six months straight? Wow. Planet Side Two. Planet Side Two. That was when. Uh, that was how another MMO. Ago? That was MMO. Yeah, that yeah. was like over five years ago, though, I guess, yeah. by now. So, so like, there's awesome. there are a few games that I think most people will pick up. If if you're if you pay $45 for Star Citizen and mm -hmm. you, you, you say, oh, well, I'm not going to play this game for six months after you've picked it up again. Mm -hmm. I mean, did you really like the game if you're not playing it, an MMO, like, frequently mm -hmm. enough? And if you're playing the game frequently enough you're going to be able to afford insurance. That's been something that's been like yeah. day one forever. They want to make insurance a in-game money sink to mm -hmm. deal with, um, to deal with uh, inflation. It's yeah. not designed as being uh, like, Oh, you know, here's, you know, you're, you're going to have to grind really hard to make sure you don't lose this ship. It's going to be like, one mission pay payout, you're you're good. You can afford it yeah. for another six months. It's just and designed for you to be thinking about it. And insurance yeah. is going to ramp up the size on the space of the size of the ship too. Yeah. Like bigger ships are going to have a lot oh, yeah. more going on with oh, them yeah. in in terms of monetary sinks. The mm -hmm. the small ships like the Aurora, two months is fine. Like in 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 just a handful of hours of gameplay, you're probably going to be able to upgrade out of your Aurora. Yeah. Like a couple play sessions, you'll probably have enough money, or you'll join an org and they'll just give you a ship. Like here, yeah. here's an Avenger Titan. Get out of that stupid thing. That thing's useless to us. Yeah. We need yeah. we need you in a ship that can actually do something. <laughs> Listen, you, I will have I will I will not have you besmirch our glorious test, test oh, fine. vehicles. How, how, okay, how about <laughs> oh. okay? What else? Consolidated Outlands Nomad. There, no one likes there. We go. There's there's a word. <laughs> Everyone wants to beat on that one. I think uh, they're going to adhere to their basic philosophy that, as they said, this is a space sim. And if it's too much sim and not enough fun, they are, they're going to etch away some of the sim to bring it back to that middle of they don't want to be too arcade-ish. They don't want to mm -hmm. be too sim like DCS. They want to bring us into the middle. So with that said, you're talking about insurance and how that works. If it's too much of this is trolling me, man, this is, this is too harsh. Uh, they're gonna dial it in somewhere in the middle where it's it's fun to grind 
to get back to where you need to be as far as your assets or what you've lost yeah. and, and things of that nature. They're going to put it into the gameplay and make yeah. it an experience. You, you know, for example, let's say you go with the cheaper premium uh, insurance agent. The, the Drake version of that insurance agency. They might do, they may have you do some dirty stuff on the side to get in their good graces. So there's, they're very, they're, there's a possibility of very variations in, in, in the gameplay that's gonna say, if you want this back, you have to do this. Or like, for example, if you don't have the funds, that's why you, you, some of your insurance policies are dropped. You may have to do missions to get into the good graces to earn credits, to get your said items back. And you may not be using your, to do these missions. You may be on a, a NPC crew or something of that nature. So uh, again, uh, they're gonna have to come to a point where they'll pillar talk it, but there's gonna be an official announcement on how that's gonna be approached once they have the, the necessary pieces that will uh, allow them to support the insurance policies, the yeah. physicalized objects and components and shields, sign distances, all that stuff in game. Then we're gonna have that conversation officially. I, there, I, I, I locked the questions, by the way, because we were at like 20 questions oh. and you didn't want to <laughs> So, um, but yeah, so, and, and the answer is because like, uh, like the, the question effectively because of that question was, um, why is CIG being cagey about this? And the answer is CIG doesn't really know what the final version of insurance is going to be. And so they don't want to give an answer that is completely opposite to what they're going to happen because they don't know how insurance is going to be tweaked because they 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 need to see it in the wild before they can balance it and uh -huh. like insurance is going to be introduced i guarantee you before before the end of beta whenever that is and the, the heat death uh -huh. of the universe um and they're going to when they introduce it it's going to be a temporary solution to check to test things out to see how it happens and they'll tweak it around um so yeah the, the reason why they haven't talked about this is because, you know, it hasn't been. And I agree. The, the, the person who posted said this is, the, this is a huge turnoff for, for new backers. I, I agree. I think the insurance system is a dumb. It's been dumb since 2013, and there are other ways of dealing with it. it, it but CIG has just leaned into it because it makes them money. It makes uh -huh. them stupid amounts of money because people are absolutely stupid when it comes to things like, I need LTI, I need LTI, oh, I need LTI. It's like, no, it's not that whatever um let's go on to the next question which is from gin and tonic who asks i've heard the crossbow they showed off a few months ago is a rare loot drop where in the hell is my shroud of the avatar cross promotional <laughs> kickstarter crossbow so i don't know that thing like okay paul if i could start laying up things i hate in star citizen yeah that crossbow would probably bump off the nomad from the number two slot to the number three slot Oh yeah, so we're not gonna full raft, the Shroud of the Avatar <laughs> crossbow, the the Consolidated Outland Nomad, the six hundred I, the Constellation. Uh, it was just like that thing's not a ship, but I hated it. I put it in my ship hate list because that's how much I hate that crossbow. I mean, they even have the the, the Gion rocket launcher in, in mm -hmm. that loot pool. I, these like, are rumors. I haven't seen them yet. Yeah. Um so the answer is it because they've been I think they've been found in the files, but mm -hmm. I think the answer is is that it may be that they haven't because it's not done yet. It's in the loot pool. I haven't pool. even seen pictures of them. No, like no one's either. like, "Hey, Vertigo, check out this picture of me holding the crossbow or me me with the crossbow yeah. in my inventory." I haven't even seen pictures of them, like on Reddit it, or Twitter or exactly. Spectrum. So I, my I think it's, is, it's probably just bullshit. I, I my I theory is, is that 
Yeah, and my theory is that it's in the inventories. It's, it's actually in the loot table, but because it's yeah. not in the game yet, it's it's just there as a placeholder until the uh, until it actually gets into the game. Because it's yeah. like why you know because it's already in the files is the file name because we we've seen file names for ships mm-hmm. a year before they actually showed up in game. So it could be just just the file name is in that loot table because it's mm-hmm. the name is there. But if you if you are looking for it, there's a spe- there's certain boxes that have a higher propensity of dropping weapons and ammo, and they're the mm-hmm. kind of the little thin boxes, the thin the thinner boxes with the little guns that on you them? see liner. Oh, yeah, the, 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 signs on. Uh, are you talking about like the, the, the like the the? They're green. There's little. There's thin. There's they're, yeah. they're thin little green bullets. boxes. Yeah, with little yeah, bullets. Yeah, little bullets on them. The the gray the gray kind of fat stubby ones. The, the little the they're, they're kind of like just they're actually little boxes. They're gray. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything on the side. They just drop uh food food items. Yeah. Never don't bother opening them unless your character's hungry. Um, and, and the bigger the, this, there's the bigger gray the the red ones the big red ones will just have helmets. Helmets. Yeah, and then yeah, there's there's, there's a rare one which is a gray thin kind of version it's like super thin that mm-hmm. is that has that has tons of guns and ammo whereas yeah. the there's like a little chunkier one with little bullets on top that that's usually guns that usually ammo. carries like a pistol and some some magazines in it yeah, yeah. it'll carry like so. maybe one gun some magazines but like you eventually learn to learn the, the loot boxes are actually typecast so you, you look yeah. at the loot box like oh that's gonna have a helmet in it. i don't need helmet i move to yeah. the next one. Oh, this one will have a gun in it i could use another gun yeah eventually you'll figure it out uh, Cupan asks the next question. I think this is directed at Vertigo. You know what? This is going to happen, right? Um, it's, the, it's the it's the the anvil plank. Yes. that's the that's uh, the new sore spot for me. <laughs> what is the opinion of the anvil liberator, and does it replace any other transport ship in the game or ones that that are still in concept? I will start before Vertigo goes off. What? Yeah, you want to you and Kermie go before I do, because <laughs> we know where I'm going. <laughs> or, sorry, K- Kimi. Sorry, I have a I have a severe debilitating speech speech impeachment. I swear to dog, I don't do this on purpose. <laughs> okay, um, so I, I think people are overreacting. I've heard I've seen so many people say my M2 is worthless now because of the Liberator, and I keep telling people it's not. The M2 she tank she hit like a like a like a mac 10 going at 60 miles an hour she like the the m2 is a fine ship for what it does but if you were using an m2 specifically to drop um just tanks into combat then yeah you you might want a liberator versus an m2 but an m2 isn't worthless it's still got its role it's just its role is now a little less compared to the it's, it's basically it's it, the role of the role of the m2 hasn't changed it's tra- no. vehicle transport and cargo transport that's it that's and the eight that's well, the hercules that's all they do and tiny ships it also has it also has Some a ton of guns on logistics. it it's got yeah. a ton of logistics. guns facing down mm-hmm. <laughs> it can it can just fuck shit so we're talking about the a2 the c2 the m2 their yeah. roles haven't changed the liberators bring something entirely different to the table yes. strategy yeah. yeah it's a smaller Kelly? target smaller footprint yeah, and you can yeah. you can deploy multiples and then basically land or disperse at a spread. So there's strategy behind that. Um, and the and the M two and the A two they're actually designed to take shots. Like you could oh, yeah. you could drop stuff off in a hot LZ with those ships because they can tank. the 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 M two's got extra M two and the A two's got extra armor and they have pretty good shields to boot. And so. they don't they they're not bricks. So yeah, when you get them into bricks. atmosphere, they actually have turrets on them. Fly. <laughs> they know, can fight versus... back. 
Versus if your power goes out in the Liberator and you're in you're in atmosphere, you might as well be like I don't know, saying your goodbyes because you're about to plummet and crash and explode because that Ooh. thing is not aerodynamic yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So there goes your 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 mission. Yeah. So, hey, Kenny, so what are your thoughts? All in one basket. <laughs> you, you, I, I guess you're, you're you're pretty much we kind of we kind of talked about this to death already. Like it doesn't replace any other ones. I don't think it. It just does one thing really good, which is call ships and vehicles at the same time, which nothing else really does. So, and you can do, you can run, you can cargo run with it, the A two series basically, but yeah. with Liberator, it's all strategic, it's all military base. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, next question because I'm um, Vertigo is just would just go off on it. Vertigo is still yeah. running on the high that Disco Lando told them that he was right that the uh, the Liberator is garbage. Um, it's just it's intentional garbage. It's just it's yeah. it's a flying landing pad. I yeah. hate it. It's just it just uh, it doesn't <laughs> look very good. Um, out of all the ships and stars, and the fact that they gave it to the Anvil Aerospace Corporation as well. Like we could have had the Eclipse bomber. We could have had the uh, the Ares. Uh, Anvil could have had the Ares, the Eclipse. We could have had the the Perseus, but no, no. We get this. We get essentially get a super Crucible. Mm-hmm. Oh, everybody forgot about the Crucible. Vertigo remembers the Crucible because it's an Anvil ship, and it's stupid <laughs> that Anvil got the Crucible instead of Argo. But here we yeah. go. We get, we essentially just get a low rider long gate, like a limousine version of the Crucible that can't repair. So it does look like. Eh. A crucible, though. All right, let's move on to the next question. Gin and Tonic asks, if you look at the progress tracker in conjunction with the information they gave us in CitizenCon, I think this is directly from you, I saw this question before, they seem to be a lot further along with early graph, or entity graph, and server server meshing and Gen Gen 12 slash Vulcan, then you've been giving them credit for the uh, Astropub. Have you modified your expectations of the timeline at all? No. Those of you who don't know, I have been very adamant that I do not think server meshing is going to come in until at the earliest CitizenCon of next year. And here's why. January is an entire wasted month, mostly. Because they sit down and they re, they look at what they've, they've, they've been doing. They get together okay. and they do these big... Um, They're planning meetings. It's a planning yeah. meetings. I know, right? Yeah, so like what you'd have is you would have like all of the ship teams from all of the world would get together either in a lead single location or in like a Zoom meeting or something like that. They would get together and they would talk about their priorities for this year. Like what ships are we going to work on? Why are we going to work on them? What are, where are these ships at? What do, should we continue to focus on this ship? Should we focus on that ship? Um, it's just the you know teams show off new technologies they've been building. It's like a giant like conference for CIG all month long. Um so that essentially removes those teams from building technology and stuff. Well, it's not game. even that. It's like December, December and January. Yeah. Like you have all the all the, the, the entire office planning like their Christmas vacations and New Year's vacations, taking yeah. time off from the company, and then you have the planning meetings to start the to start the year up. So there's basically your your productivity just drops drops to the floor as soon yeah. as Christmas hits around Christmas time. Yeah. Because everybody's so taking their vacations. So you've got two months off, just bam, gone. Then you have yeah. some progress in February, March, April, May, June. But the second you hit June, you hit summer. And CIG has are our parents. They have wives, they have husbands, mm-hmm. they have kids. 
um, they have families. So they will do the, the, the audacious thing and take time off to go spend time with them. And so that is there. They have lives and that's going to delay it even further. So CIG doesn't factor into these because it's really difficult to plan around people wanting a week off because they want a mental health week or a week off because they had a chance to go visit their family in Rome for uh, a week, like whatever, like they don't plan around that. And so they are very, um, they're very, how we used to call it. They're very vulnerable to buses, which Uh is an old term where like, if someone in your team walks out the door and gets hit by a bus, can they be replaced? And Uh if the answer is no, then you don't have enough redundancy in there. And CIG, they're trying they're trying to, to hire more people, but it's not easy. And they, they get this problem where they'll, they'll have people working them for like three, four years. They'll get them up. They'll really work with them. And then like Riot goes, we'll pay you twice as much money to, for what you're doing in Star Citizen. <laughs> and they're going to go, I'm just going to go to Riot because that's Riot and money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so that, that happens quite frequently, especially if you're hiring very, very good um, people. Um, so... As a result, because of the, all of this, I think CIG is overestimating their own abilities. And given all of these factors, plus just sprinkle in a, a, half, a, good, a good amount, just, just enough bugs, delays, things just not working. And I think the earliest you would see it is is CitizenCon next year. Um, just because that's the tech is done. Implementation, right? Yeah, that's that's first first yeah. version uh, server static server meshing all of it done that yeah that you know that's that's my 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 earliest anticipated just because there's a lot of things that you know tech wise is finished but then you have to implement it you have to code it all Mm -hmm. in you have to you have to attach it all in you have to test it test it to death um it's it's not cookie cutter at all i mean certain aspects of their their tech is not cookie cutter in in the regards of server meshing it's foundational. So it's not a thing where you look at it, it's on the roadmap and it says it goes in and it's in. This is a thing that they have to further uh, repeat that process. When we are talking about uh, Nix, Pyro, Terra, guess what? They're still working on server meshing all the way out to the end of these 100 said plus systems because it has to be implemented each and every time. It's not gonna magically pop in, mm-hmm. It's it's, you're going to have to further reiterate it because now you're expanding it out uh, further because you now these systems will be a part of the servers as they expand. So it's a thing of, it's not done. It's, it's saying, this is, this is us building it out. So you can kind of parallel that with, you know, you know, all the way to the end of 2022. Oh yeah. Along with that, you're getting Terra, you're getting uh soul, you're getting uh Nix in that cadence of them developing. So it's ongoing. Mm. I think you're fundamentally yep. wrong. Okay. <laughs> so I, you're, you're, you're basically developing it and continuing the process as you expand out. There's, there's always, done. yeah, there's always going to be some sort of application at the end of the road where someone's going to have to sit down and code something or someone's going to, an artist is going to sit down yes. and put something together. You can build all the tools in the universe. It's, there's still going to need to have someone who, puts it into the game and cool. yeah and the whole point of building the tools is to have as paul said well you have a developer run off to riot because they're paying being paid more by riot the whole point of building tools is so you can have less specialized 
um, yeah, it's less specialized, less less senior developers who are prone to run off to another company. Yeah, you don't need that expertise to build your levels or your games because you've built tools that are so easy to use that less specialized employees can just slap some stuff. That's what building blocks was so important. You don't need yeah. to have someone who has five to ten years of UI experience because you just have one of the designers, the ship, the people who build the ship can sit down and just kind of drag together you know, a UI that works and then put it in front of Chris and Chris says, ah, I don't like this. Move this over here. Make that pixel blue, not green. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna borrow that, Jenin. I'm gonna borrow that. So fundamentally these systems are gonna be different. Why? Mm. You have an ocean in Stanton. Pyro, you have a lava ocean or lava mm. river. Mm. Uh, another area is gonna be mostly ocean. So fundamentally, it's going to be different. So guess what? The aspects of the tech is going to be different. It's not going to be cookie cutter. Mm. Uh, they're going to write differently, differently, the coding, because you're interacting with these different systems and they're going to react a certain way. The Vandal system is going to be far, far-fetched alien in, in, in how it's being delivered. So again, yeah. they're going to be fundamentally uh looking at those differences and then fitting them into the server meshing tech because it's different code because you're going to interact differently with these environments fog oh like for example the cloud tech now it's advanced that's a little different fundamentally mm. yeah you can now you're going through what did todd pappy say i'm using my superpower again cloud sandwiches, <laughs> cloud sandwiches. weather weather effects different code so you have to address that when you're talking about moving server meshing forward. So here we are. It's got to be consistent where it, it persists. It interacts with us in a certain way correctly. Mm. We see it differently. So that way the gameplay experience is not cookie cutter. Stanton, they're saying it has most of the assets in it. But Pyro, when you saw the video, holy smokes, the jump point was beautiful and dangerous looking at the same time. Totally different. And and I, th I think I think what you're trying to say because I, I see people saying like oh no that's that's not how server meshing works the the issue is is that all of this new tech has to be built and then put into the game yes it, it will be a lot easier to put that into the game when server meshing's function and works but it doesn't mean it's not still that, that doesn't mean that someone doesn't have to code it for that server meshing reality it's going to still require to be put into the game. Will I, will, do I think it's going to speed up? Yeah, because the base stuff is done. Everything speeds up after the base mm -hmm. stuff is done. But it yeah, we've got that... more UI work done this year than we yeah. have in the past two years. So yeah. now that Building Blocks is finally deployed, we're seeing a lot more movement on UI stuff. And we're seeing stuff coming in that needed UI work, like inventory stuff. Yeah. That's and Star Marine we... updates. But while we yeah. were belly aching, some of us about Citizen Con, it was not, not enough content. They were just talking about tech. Well, hello. <laughs> That's going to give us the content. Yeah. All right, let's move on because we've still got 15 questions. <laughs> Topple Magnet asks, do you think the choice of the name Shard was an unfortunate for their server clusters since it seems to be, because it's been used to uh, for static servers and MMOs? Any suggestions for a new name for them to use? Okay, chunks. So, chunks. 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 Uh, I like chunks. Sy systems chunks. or systems or, or galaxies or clusters or um star clusters or cosmos clusters would be nice clusters would be good clusters would yeah. be good yeah. like yeah. just calling them clusters or like using some because they do this a lot with their with their things they use to use in-game concepts or like, like well where, where paul paul where where did the word shard come from 
it came from um, from uh, using the fantasy elements of the original MMO, um, uh, Ultima Online, right? Yep. Yeah. It was from, uh, what was it, Ultima 4, I think? Richard Garriott did an interview on the ecology of Ultima Online. And why was a, he actually explains where shards came from. But who Ultima were- 4, they defeated the one of the evil bad guys, and he def- when they defeated them, uh, it broke the world into shards. Yeah, and they use that to as lore for justifying using the shard system for the MMO Ultima Online, and yeah. then everybody else just picked up on that. Even yeah, other, with not even other video games, but like database operators, they'll call they'll call yeah. stuff shards and not realize where that where the genesis of that that word came yeah. from. Yeah. We do realize that Tony Zurovec worked with Sir Richard Garriott at uh, Origin against. So did uh, so did Chris Roberts. We, exactly, we, we create yep. worlds. So he did the AI for the, the very first Ultima. So it's his. <laughs> yeah. That's his baby. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That would be a question I'd have for, for Chris is how much work did he do with Ultima? Because I know he used to, he worked at, at Origin. I can imagine he did some pickup work for them, you know, when he wasn't busy doing. Yeah, because Chris Roberts was coding. Like, yeah. Ultima yeah. Wing Commander 1, Chris Roberts was, was actually coding that game. Yeah. Back in his youth. What's his yeah. nickname? The Beast? Because he stays up <laughs> three in the morning coding. The beast. Yes. Um, wow. I I also heard he's incredibly competitive when it comes to video games. Like absolutely cutthroat. Like like he will oh, learn if 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 he gets beat, he will spend the time to learn how to beat you. Wow. <laughs> he he will he's he's that guy who trains and then and then beats you. Wow. Um. Yeah. Chris Roberts is coding the game too. Yeah. He's still coding, but I mean, like. Anyways, moving on. Um, I, I, but I think, yeah, you could easily come up with it. I think I do think a lot of the use of the term shard it caused a lot of people to <laughs> switch to what they know of what a shard is. Yeah, and immediately bring go, it into oh, no. uh, versus, it's possible. Well, well, no, because like the shard is in classic MMO terms means static server. Basically, you cannot leave this shard. And so when yeah. they heard the term shard, they assume the negativity. That it has it has that. negative emotional weight yeah. attached yeah. to the to the word. Yeah. A lot of people, or it has it has baggage. The word has baggage attached mm-hmm. to it, and expectations when you use that word. But it's it's a it's a common database. Yeah. Whether we're talking about servers and database oh, kind of stuff. Name. I know yeah. I know the name for it. Call it a sector. There you go. Ooh, nice. Yeah. There you go. Nice. So you have there sectors you go. We have that go, re- we go into the, the the mesh. There you go. So, so they attacked him when he said shard. He said, "Oh, you're, you know, it's not a big universe like you promised." Exactly. It's a shard. Yeah. I never, I never expected Chris Roberts's vision of everybody on the same, everybody in the same universe that can interact with everyone else. I never, saw, I never saw that planning out. There's just too many, there's too much data to juggle. Even, even if we go back to like Freelancer Two, or the, the, the free, spiritual successor to Freelancer, Freelancer mm-hmm. Two, back when it was like 2013, 2020, yeah. 2012, when that when that was like what the funding was kind of pointing towards, before we started ballooning into like you know thirty million dollars a year, when it was a much more lower kind of lower scale budget, maybe we could have gotten the majority of the player base, but not everybody. You, yeah. You're still going to have people who have copper wires for internet, yeah. dial up still exists in parts of the world and. Like, you're just unless you just want to make some huge concessions. Eve Online could do that because they're a tab targeting MMO. They can, they can, th- they can slow down the sim rates mm-hmm. to let everybody play at the same rate, no matter how bad the internet connection is. So if you have ten thousand people in the same 
you know, million kilometers of space, you just slow down the sim rate. So five minutes of real time is one minute of game time. It's suffering, but you can still play that game. Mm-hmm. You can make a cup of tea. You click on you click on the target. You click on your weapon fire. Your weapon fires, and then you have to go make a cup of tea. Get the kettle on. Boil the water. Get the open the tea bag out. Put it into your cup. Pour the hot water to your cup. And by the time the tea has cooled down enough for you to sip, you're ready to fire again. Yeah, that's that's essentially what that what Eve Online does. I, I still they, think that this this whole thing though is a much ado about nothing. I think what we yeah. were explained what we were explained yeah. was what they can do right now with the tech they have, and they've even yeah. said that they're continuing to develop it and work on R&D. it. Yeah. They'll yeah. they'll find a, a clever solution around this at some point. Yeah. Um, but, but there's still going to be limits. There's going to be there's there's, there's going to be how many people you could have. I've I've used this explanation before. This example yeah. before. There's a limit to how many people you can have standing shoulder to shoulder at Allsar, pad A double zero. There's mm. a, and still expect the game to run fine and still have everybody ha- expected to have a, a a good gameplay experience. Yeah, it will increase. Like if you want to have a firefight on A double zero with like a thousand people, Star Citizen may not support that. But it's still going to be an MMO, and plenty of MMOs use the sharding system, where you have you join a server and you can you're locked into that server unless you want to pay money to go join a different. I don't server think that's I character. don't I don't think that's even going to be a thing in Star Citizen. I think I think mm-hmm. they'll find clever ways around it because um, we'll see. You know, they even but, talked about my point is, but... even if they go with a more conventional system like Final Fantasy fourteen or World of Warcraft or New World, mm-hmm. um, it, it's still be an MMO, and people yeah. still enjoy those MMOs. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, but I think I think there was a lot of panic about about it being yeah. a traditional MMO rather than what, what they're planning on it, and I think that's a lot of speculation without a lot of hardcore understanding of what's actually going on or what they're planning on it. I think we have yeah. to kind of wait and see where they're going to where they're going with the tech, and then see where they're going from there. Um, yes, you know. Anyways, moving on. Eventually, we'll uh, be on fifty. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, I'm like, definitely the, beyond fifty. The, like one of the one of the questions I think you're going to hear is that do you think we'll have more players with server meshing? And I think yes. Oh, when yeah. server meshing yes, comes in, definitely. fundamentally we're going to have more players. I don't know the, the yeah. upper limit, but I know that at one point they put a hundred people in a server. It was running like dog shit, but like they put a hundred yeah. people in the server. <laughs> and the, and, the, and the other thing is too is that CIG yeah. can treat each ship as an individual entity. Like yes. each ship becomes its own following. player. Calling and, and the idea is, if you're if you're having a having a fleet battle, Idris's like twenty Idris's versus twenty Idris's, you as a pilot or you as a turret gunner do not need to know what's happening in the rest of the Idris's in that fight. You only need yeah. to know See. what's going on with what the health of the Idris's are, their components, or what you're targeting, or their position, or where they're going. That's all you need to know. You don't need to know what's happening inside the Idris's, so you can call that out. Yeah, for the people who don't call. need that information. Your client won't have to render it, yeah. and then Vulcan is going to allow you to parallel these these uh, the, the draw call uh, with Vulcan. Uh, if you if you have more than two cores, everyone has more than two cores now. Oh, they Vulcan should. <laughs> they should these days. Even right. your phone has multiple right. cores. <laughs> exactly. But Vulcan will also be assisting. So it's not just one piece of tech that they're going to implement, but there's several layers of tech that are going to work in conjunction. So right now they're 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 being very careful of those steps. So they're they're getting things in in cadence and and there's a layer of how to bring things online. They're going to carefully do it. But once they get it cooking, then you're going to see Vulcan. You're going to see server meshing. You're going to see entity graph, uh, the graphing system where it uses a little bit of tech to get these instances going. 
So when you culminate all that stuff together, you're going to get a very, a much better experience in what we're doing in the game. Player counts going up, better persistence, and so, and being able to travel to these 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 galaxies and and interact and hang out and you know loot things, and acquire items. So expect better not to say that it's the end of the world they're they're on the other side of this too and right now we're seeing the first implement implementation with the um the looting system the 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 um the inventory so they're moving forward definitely they're moving forward uh okay next question comes from tex winchester who asks um, oh no, that was actually the question. With the eventual release of 4.0 with Pyro, do you believe that we'll be able to increase the player count per server as the amount of servers needed to run the instance is essentially doubling? And the we all said yes. That was literally the next question. So I, I remember it seeing it. I didn't realize. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dragon VCAT asks With the relatively short range for most ships for QT, do you think they'll release some of the longer range ships with hangers before Pyro comes out? For example, the Polaris Liberator or other carriers taxi slash taxi ships. Yes, um, but I think they'll more rely on refueling ships, which is what they seem to be doing right now, yeah. because yeah. Re refueling has been the thing they've been really working on to try to make it work. So it, it, sound, it sounds like refueling is going to be the stopgap rather than taxi ships. Though that's why. The yeah. Liberator exists. It exists because Pyro is here. No, I'm sorry. That's why the Idris exists, why the Kraken exists. Yeah, we're not why the Starfare exists. But the Kraken and the Idris and the Starfare, or the Krakens and the Idris won't be available when Pyro comes out because those, those things are too fucking big. But but yeah. they can take a small thing like a Liberator, relatively speaking, and pump that out much faster than they can sit yeah. down with the Kraken. Fucking so. Liberator. <laughs> we will get, we will get I know you hate my fairy. I know you hate my fairy, but I love. No, no, the fairy. I'm from Washington State. We love our fairies. <laughs> you just want actually, a for, the, fairy. for those who don't know, that's an actual joke in Washington State. Like we yeah. have a we have an island county where, where there's a bunch of islands where people live on out in the Puget Sound, which is connected to the uh, Pacific Ocean. And if you live out in the, the island county, Orcas Islands are out there. Uh, your commute to the mainland is a ferry, and we're also very liberal out here, so we're very accepting of homosexuality and whatnot, and LGBTQ. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's not let's not not do, do, do continue a, uh, a a a homophobic joke though. Let's 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 Dan on that one. Dan Turbin, my my <laughs> uh, my superpower is in, initialized now. Dan Turbin, one of the main developers, uh, he did a video and said, "Holy crap, Pyro was coming online." And mm -hmm. the basic gameplay mechanic is because of the spacing. Because when you compare Stanton to Pyro. These 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 locations are they're much further stretch. And he said, Oh my god, we gotta get refuel in because if we don't, you can't go to Pyro. And the other factor or the, the other groundbreaking thing was he was gonna go in hand they were gonna go in, handcraft and, and create it, and then he realized, wait a minute, my other the other team led by uh David Colson, who did the uh of course I love the Connie the docking mechanism he said wait we can actually it's building blocks we can recycle that and put it into the refill now so yeah. expect refill sooner than later because it's coming before pyro if you don't have refill you cannot go to pyro so good stuff dan turb superpower uh, Memory. So, so, so i'm sorry <laughs> shepherd I'll, 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 um 
gosh, it's hard to say. Uh, we've we've <laughs> locked the questions for now because I had I still have nine questions to go through, and we're on <laughs> we're on an hour already for this the question and answer session. And you know, uh, here's here's an easy question for you, um, Vertigo. Galactic Command no, asks. Right. Will Vertigo ever play the game like a normal person? No. No. <laughs> no. There's always weird stuff to do in Star Citizen. And <laughs> Chris Roberts making the game so open-ended means you just... The fact that you, if you figure something out, if you're banging rocks together and suddenly you make sparks, those sparks make a fire, that's... Yeah. Th that's, that's just what happens. Uh, like... Another question, Crystal King asks, do you think they'll ever do a, sta a Stadia approach for Star Citizen in the future? As a streaming, as streamed in game, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like they could have done that, um, but that technology wasn't ripe at the time. So Chris Roberts settled on cloud computing, more of a cloud where they where they do a lot of the math on the back end. They ship the ex the export instead of having the having the frames, the actual visuals rendered, and basically you're just watching. You're 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 essentially playing an interactive movie is how Stadia does it. it yeah. To to make a very complicated technology very simple, explain it very simply. Stadia the their servers render the game and then exports it to your monitor. Mm -hmm. And you're you're essentially shipping ex export shipping up your your commands from your controller or your joystick or your keyboard or your mouse up to the server and then the server's sending back the, the visuals to you. So the server has good hardware that you don't have to have. You just have to have a monitor and a control and internet connection, maybe a computer to process some of the, info, the, the streaming. Um, Chris Roberts uh, wanted to do a PC game. Yeah. And at the time, streaming, stream, game streaming like that stuff, I don't think the technology was that ripe 10 years ago, but now it's kind of like gotten a lot better. Um, could, if Chris Robert, I think the question is Chris Robert could do it again. Would he do a Stadia approach to Star Citizen? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think, I think so either. I think Chris Roberts is much more interested in um, the absolute limits of visual technology. Like mm -hmm. Chris Roberts 100% will make Star Citizen VR. Even if it has to require him to completely remap the entire movement system to get VR done, he'll do it. He just won't do it now because people yell at him. Rightfully so. Um, <laughs> uh, but w will he do it? Yes, because Chris Roberts is obsessed with that kind of stuff. Um, but he's not really he's not really obsessed with accessibility, which is what Stadia really represents is more accessibility for people. Because uh, you need your your system requirements is basically you decompile the stream. Yeah. So there is a, there is a there is a system requirements to watch streams on Twitch. Believe it or not. Um, if you're if you want to watch a 4K stream with like really good audio, I can't remember what what bitrate audio like a, over 500 kilobits audio at mm -hmm. 4K at 60 frames per second, you actually need a pretty beefy C CPU to keep up with the stream mm -hmm. um, to de 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 decode or decompile the actual stream coming out. Mm -hmm. um, so Stadia would be the kind of the same way. If you want to play in 4K. You still need a pretty good graphics card. You still, but you don't need as good as graphics card. You don't need as good as CPU. You don't need as good as memory to actually play the game as you would need to stream, have the game stream to you. And so that lowers the system requirements substantially. Um. Now the the system requirements will also drop for Star Citizen eventually. That's what that's what yeah. Vulcan is. Vulcan. Yes. Uh, I'm going to be hyper, uh, hyperbolic here, hyper, hyper, hyperbole, a little bit of hyper, hyperbole, hyperbole uh, in here. 
But um, when when Vulcan comes on, um, you could probably run Star Citizen on a potato. Um, oh, yeah. Because Vulcan is super goddamn efficient when it comes to uh, things. Look, like Doom 2016 was one of those big games that got a Vulcan port. And oh, when it yeah. got Vulcan... With over 100 frames, 4K. It was so much better than on, on much lower systems than you could uh, before. Mm-hmm. So it's just... Something like that, for instance, will happen. But no, Chris Roberts isn't really is much more interested in in like burning graphics cards than he is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Ali Brown stated in his, his video presentation of Vulcan, he did say that uh, based upon what uh, Vulcan will do or allow you to do those adjustments in game, adjust accordingly, and you should have a good playing a gameplay experience because you. He's going to leave it up to you for more customization through the usage of Vulcan. Uh, he did state that, that um, mm-hmm. you're talking about you can change or uh, uh, features like volumetric clouds and such. You can you have more scalability to mm-hmm. lower things and make those adjustments to make it your own experience. But yeah, you will be at a point where you'll say to yourself, wow, I'm getting a good gameplay experience through this. He did say that in his presentation. So yeah. that I would expect it from him. Real nice guy. I met him at uh, Astro Pub at uh, 2018 uh, Austin. Yeah. And let me tell you, this guy is dedicated to, I don't know what level it is, but he puts his heart and soul in, w- in what he's doing, man. I even kind of, uh, welled up a little bit. He said, man, he said, this, this job is a blessing and a curse because uh, I, I, get to, I get to make the game of my dreams. But but then I go come home, you know I, I'm not as home as I, as I want to be because yeah. I'm working on this. But he said it's a blessing and a curse. He, he loves what he did, what he yeah. did. But his family is like, where's daddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh seven to Allie Brown. Uh, the Brown. Absolute absolute monster. That, that, awesome. that man when it comes to this. He's um, awesome. Uh, Raven Queen is Doom an example of what Vulcan will do will do for Star Citizen. Yes, I would use Doom as a good kind of baseline for what mm-hmm. it could do. What Doom 2016 did for for Vulcan. Look yes. at what what the requirements were for Doom 2016 at the time, and then look at what Vulcan did to those requirements. Um, so uh, yeah, um, and it's not all Vulcan, right? No, uh, and and people are asking like, hey, well, when's Vulcan coming in? It's like they when they finish the Gen Gen 12 renderer, they can yes. start working on the Vulcan. Now, if you watch CitizenCon, yes. they already have parts of it in they already. Do. They have yeah. tiny yeah. chunks, and they're still. It's just one of those things where it's like chopping down a tree. It's going to take a couple axe swings to actually get the whole thing. Yeah, Gen but 12 should be in by three, by 316, the Gen 12 renderer. But then you, the switch over from to Vulcan is going to be a little bit longer. But yeah, and the Gen 12 renderer will, will change things too. You remember the yeah. first iterate? This this reminds me of the first iteration of OCS. You remember when back in the day? <laughs> listen to me. Back in the day, the best you could get was thirty frames out of Star Citizen, and then oh, they yeah. dropped the first tier zero of OCS, Object yeah. Container Streaming, and you're like, "Holy smokes! Forty to fifty frames at 1080p. This yeah. is a game changer." Oh God, I remember that. <laughs> yes. So we, we look back and we look forward. You look back and say, wait a minute, each year they've, they've gotten better in the mm-hmm. sense of getting this game where it needs to be. So looking forward, why, why should we, you know, kind of expect doom and dread? We shouldn't. No, it'll get better. It, it, things are getting better, getting better all yes. the time. 
Um, <laughs> all right. Next question comes from Dragon V Cat, who asks: On my previous question, my big question is this: How are small ships slash budget players going to get to Pyro when this is a thing? Are systems going to be closer um, that, than seems realistic? Are QT ranges going to increase? Will we have NPC slash player services to help the smaller ships reach actual far off systems? No, you just won't be able to go to some systems with small ships. You just will have to rely on the help of others or just good luck, son. Or you're going to have to uh, buy a different quantum drive. Yep. Like a and more I think they toyed around with the idea with um, having like external fuel pods on some ships. Like you could replace the missile racks with extra fuel tanks or something or yeah. buy a different ship. That's what it, that's why exploration ships exist. Yeah. Chris, the 315 Chris entry-level, entry-level exploration. Uh, I think it was Ben, it may have been Ben Lesnick. Um, mm-hmm. It was somebody at CIG said, Chris really felt the process upon which a player in Freelancer took, or, or maybe Privateer, it took to get your first jump drive, your first drive to get out of the oh. system was part of the experience. So yeah. yes. I guarantee you what Chris Roberts would tell you if he's like, oh, but well, what about the new players going to Pyro? My question is, why would you want to drop a toddler in the middle of Mogadishu? Yeah, like there's going to be there's there's the, yeah. there's going to be the shallow end and then there's the deep end. Pyro is the deepest end you could probably go outside it's, of a Vanduul system. It's it's what the wild fucking west, and everyone around you has the biggest t- biggest guns. Why are you walking around yeah. with it with with a uh, oh, with an Aurora? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why yeah. why are you taking a toddler? I, mean, I know there's challenge plays out there taking like level one characters into like the worst possible situations you can, yeah. but the 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 the, the gate is getting is going to be getting there, right? That's going to yeah. be the the moat that mm-hmm. the new player has to cross. If you can't, if the new player can't cross that moat, they're they're not going to get in trouble, right? Because it's like the the, the in order to get to Pyro. You have to wait for, well, I don't know when jump points are coming in, but in the mm-hmm. future, you're going to have planets that orbit. I don't know if jump points are going to orbit around the star or if they're going to be mm-hmm. fixed in space. I don't know. Um, but you're going to have to go to, like, pyro the pyro jump points out on the edge of the stand system next to Microtech. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have to travel all the way to Microtech for one, and then you're going to have to make the, the jump, the, the quantum trip to the, the pyro jump gate and then cross into pyro from there, and then the... the the pyro jump gate's going to drop you out, and it's going to be hell of a trip to even get to the nearest pyro planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and that's true. That's true. But you know what, guys? Um, Astro Pub, and uh, I do remember probably I played it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other thing I want to add to it is the state of the games of PC. Well, just games in general. The state of it is you. It's all about winning. I'm winning. So it's mm-hmm. like if. I'm not in pyro. I'm losing. With that said, when I go back to privateer, uh, real story, I worked and worked, and I rushed. Literally, I rushed to get that next upgrade ship, upgraded ship. Even though the one I had was tricked out and everything, mm-hmm. I went and uh, got that Taurus, next upgrade. The flying this brick. is privateer, right? This is privateer, yeah. and I upgraded and I sat in it and I said to myself. Damn, I fast-tracked it. I got buyer's remorse because uh-huh. I ended up with a ship with a default loadout. It wasn't... Uh-huh. And I, I, I was hurting because I wanted that ship that I tricked out. So with that said, Chris's philosophy is not about you're getting in the game to win. There's no winning. 
it's about the experience. So don't rush yourself to get into pyro. What these guys are saying is, why are you going to hurry to, to, to hurt yourself? You're hurrying up to hurt yourself. You're going to rush to get over to pyro, and then you're going to say, I don't like it here. <laughs> this is not fun. <laughs> Everyone's just shooting at me, at my little ship, and I'm just dying all over the place. Yeah. You want if to... You, if you do want to go visit pyro, get friends with better yes. ships. And they encourage that. Right now, turrets are great. In the future, I'm sure they're going to try to make turrets as good. Crewings, like when, when Xenothreat was a thing, I logged into my alternate account that just had the Aurora. I did a zero to hero. You know what I was doing, Paul? I was manning turrets and throwing cargo boxes around. I never got into that goddamn Aurora the entire time. Which is fantastic. As soon as I'd spawn in, I was in someone else's ship. I ex- that, I, could I, be th- that is that yeah. is my favorite... Excuse <laughs> me. That's his favorite sneeze, everybody. Sneeze. That's my favorite thing about about things like like Xenothreat is that um, I fully expect like something like Xenothreat to be happening in places like Vanduul space all the time. So if you're just like you know what, have gun will travel. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my aurora i'm gonna go to the edge of the edge of the vanduul system i'm gonna find a ship that needs a gunner and i'm gonna be making me some money (laughs) Uh yeah and that's gonna be a thing people will do that like i'm i'm a big proponent of the no ship package of of like a 20 dollar package 25 dollar package where you just you you have a character and you just good luck you know Uh, maybe maybe a 30 dollar package where you get a character and a gun (laughs) <laughs> well, we had no. believe it or not, people were asking for that for years. Yeah, and CIG did a giveaway for the Gray Cat Rock DS, and I think yes. a few other ships. Yeah, yeah, well, and I noticed it. Yeah. yeah, it just it had a DS or Rock DS with it, and and a copy of Star Citizen. I did a double take when I saw that when I saw that <laughs> Star Citizen digital download. I was I was showing it off on stream. Like, here's what comes in. It. I mean, we're doing a raffle for it. Here's all it comes. And I just did a, comes with a copy of Star Citizen. What? Yeah, like you can start. We people have been asking for years uh, for the web store to have like a hard mode start where you start yeah. with just the ground vehicle or something. Uh, but but this... unfortunately, it comes with a Aurora loaner though. I don't know if it's ah. going to continue coming with an Aurora loaner, but but coming from Chris, what I, I remember what he said, he mentioned that he wants to build out these 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 systems that he wants you to live in it. He he doesn't want you. Play... Now, you're, granted, you can do this, but he wants the, he wants the, uh, the system to be so fulfilling that you want to be in that, that system and mm-hmm. really thrive and enjoy and, and, and say, you know what, I'm, I'm hailing from Stanton, I'm staying in Stanton, and I'm, because I'm having so much fun, as opposed to I, I need to planet hop here and there. But with that said, it's about, okay, if you're going to do things, you're going to do it right, you're going to do going to adhere to the physics in the game it's a sim so you're not going to say well i want to just jump in this ship and get myself exposed or vulnerable to these other situations you have it's a meta game you have to think about where you're going what you're going to do you're going to strategize part of that is i need to cluster up with these guys right here and if i'm going to go out for my first event do it in numbers not just okay i'm going to cruise control it over there and then then whatever happens happens you got to think about the experience. You got to know what you're getting into. But at the same time, he's going to feature fill these these experiences, these systems with so much to do that you're going to you're going to build up and you're going to do it right. 
I mean, that's the, that's the approach. You want to do it right and then venture on and say, I'm prepared. It's about preparing yourself in this game, not being reckless. Hence the death of the spaceman. It's not about reckless behavior. All right, let's move on to the next. We only have uh, five more questions left. Crystal King asks, think we'll get bulk cargo missions with rep in time for the cargo refactor. Mm. I think so. I think we'll get, I, I because of the back end of, um, of Quanta and where it is now, you know, how, you know, it's chugging along. Cause I don't think we're going to get the cargo refactor until 20, uh, till, uh, uh, 317. And, um, the 317 is also when we're going to get the, the sellable function where you can start selling guns to mm. merchants and stuff like that stuff you loot. That's not just the random stuff. Um, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if we have that, we have the cargo refactor and then have something like cargo missions to go along with the refactor where you pick up like four boxes, Look not like tiny boxes, but like four pallets of this and then move it, move, move from point A to point B. Cause I don't see that that it's much right. different from what we currently have. Right? I don't know. You don't think so, Vertigo? No, I don't think they will. I don't think they'll get cargo missions um, in time. It's probably coming a little bit late, but they'll come Kevin, eventually. Kevin, do you think? What do you think? I think it's going to be later because, I mean, you have to factor in the misc and, and, and you know, moving things in volume. So that has to transfer. The physical items have to be able to scale up and transform and then reflect those numbers accordingly to the back end. What those cargo units mean uh, is bulk and then individually. So they, mm -hmm. the numbers have to align. And especially when you're transforming it, so from a 100% to a, a percentage of damage, those numbers have to translate on the back end to say, okay, what's my bottom line? Because I went through this this neck of this neck of the woods that's dangerous with my misc i made it out alive like i said earlier uh a hundred thousand units uh thirty thousand were compromised so yeah. they have to uh be able to physically transform those said items into persistence based upon the interactions of other factors whether it's npcs or people that say i want your cargo you're going to run from me i'm going to shoot at you i hit your cargo and so it transforms accordingly to what, you know, how the interaction took place. So mm -hmm. I say it's much later, but I think it's going to be worth it. And it's going to be so much fulfilling because then it's so many layers that they're putting into this game because it's going to, mm -hmm. it's going to touch the back end with the economy with Quanta as well. So when you put it all together, it has the potential to be amazing. But later. I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind being the optimist in this. I'm the pessimist in a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm okay with being the optimist in this. <laughs> Um, Dark Dragon Kiv asks, what do you guys think about CIG as a company? In my opinion, they show how fun and friendly the game industry can be, that yes. crunching, etc., is not happening everywhere. Um, I will say, I've known enough people at CIG to know that crunching does happen at CIG. Um, yes. or at least it has happened. I don't know if it's still happening. But as far as I understand about crunching is it's, um, voluntary. They don't schedule crunch. Um, for instance, the, the people I know who've worked at QA say you get 40 hours at QA, but you're like day one, you're, they're giving you overtime just because they know they're going to need you to work overtime. So if you want to stay beyond your 40 hours, they won't, they'll, they'll pay you. Um, and I will say that the, the people I know who work at CIG, they need, 
they definitely need producers at CIG because they need someone who's sitting there going, uh, James, it's it's eight o'clock on a Friday. You've already worked 16 hours, you know, the last two days. Go home. Go yeah. home. Sleep. Go get don't come back tomorrow. Come back on, on Tuesday. Okay? Go. Uh <laughs> because they'll do that. Yeah. They they will sit there and they work on something until it's done. And it doesn't matter. Uh yeah. the biological processes are an optional op are, are optional. Uh we we need to get this done. And it's not even like a like a you you need this it needs to be by this deadline. It's it's, it's much more of a self-driven thing. The, they they are very self-drivers at CIG. Um, yeah. And they're very community oriented in themselves. Like they are very close with themselves. Like their, their, their teams are very close with one another. Their offices are very close with one another. So um, knowing enough people at CIG, I, I, I'm glad that CIG is making this game and not another game because they, they, they do really care about their employees. Um, they really do work with their employees very well as well. So, yeah. Well, the, the blow up with Blizzard, with the, the female at their game companies, all that crazy. But yeah. real story, uh, you guys are familiar with this. You know, during the holidays, Christmas is past, <laughs> no pun intended, mm -hmm. where they literally had to tell the devs, go home. They made them go home. And guess what? We we had a new patch drop, and then we were like, yeah, it's a little buggy, and, but yeah, Sig, you deserve the time off. Real story. You guys remember this. They got online at started working on the code to fix things. Oh, and no, you're like, what the hell are you doing? Well, thank you, man. <laughs> Merry mm. Christmas. <laughs> I I know people at CIG who will do that. Yes. Like, like they'll, they'll go home and... Like, don't and do I, this. Just, no. They'll keep working. Yeah, yeah they'll keep working. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not done. It's like, it's different. Like, the mentality is different. Yes. Their mentality is much less, less, I'm here to collect a paycheck, and most of them are there. I'm here to build this game. The and boss this, told him, go home, enjoy yeah. your vacation. It's the holidays. You deserve it. We'll get, yeah. when we get back, we'll get through the patch. These fools log on at yeah. home and patch stuff. Hell, the community then, will tell them to yeah. go home. The community yeah. will have big yes, things. Just like, go. Here's pizza. It's go okay. home. Yeah, it's something <laughs> we can play. We got something new to play with. We'll work through the bugs. Yeah. Now, when you're talking about crunch time across the landscape of what we call gaming, the yeah. gaming industry right now, you've seen it online where there's potential lawsuits, mm -hmm. uh, you know, borderline slavery, where they're talking about, hey, man, look, you, you're forcing me to work. You didn't, <laughs> I mean, literally, you get up out of your seat, you're fired. That kind mm -hmm. of stuff, you know, where the potential lawsuits were about the crunch time. Totally different. Yeah, totally different. different. I, I would still love to see CIG not crunch at all. Um, I don't like it's a it's a toxic culture and it's not something I want to see in in any work environment, yep. let alone video games. Um, but you know, uh, reality is you got to get up and take a break and walk away and 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 detox from it and then come back. You'll make better games and better games and better art and, and less bugs and more happiness and, you know, all sorts of things. Um, Dragon VCAT asks, do you feel that CIG should slow down on concept sales until some of these older concepts have been released, such as the BMM, Polaris, Orion, and so on? They have. Yeah. Yeah. Like we used Come to get a concept sale every month. <laughs> then we got a concept sale every quarter, and now we've got yeah. two this year. Yeah, two, and one of them's coming out in January. Like, 
and I'm I'm always even okay with the like concepts to like release in less than six months or in in like nine mm-hmm. months or a year. I know a lot of people are like, well, they could have been using that time for something else. Like that team is making like team that's making the what is it? The um, team that makes the starships has made all the money. Yeah, like just. They, they, yeah, they did. Back when they didn't even have the game, they were making stupid, stupid amount of money just selling starships and dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, sorry, reality three. Says we've had the business, right? We've had three. Yeah. We've had the Raylan. We've had the. Um, oh yeah, uh, so the Scorpion or the Scorpio. Scorpius. The, uh, the Scorpius. Yeah, the Scorpius, and then then the the Liberator. Don't say so. it. Don't you dare say it. Uh-oh. Did you say that thing to an- even by present? The anvil slab. The, the, the slab. The anvil. That's good enough for me. The anvil table. Um. The anvil end table. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, like the Scorpius is being released in like January or or, or yeah. Q1 or Q2. Yeah, January, Q1. Yeah. So, so yeah, like we've had two concept ships and I wouldn't be surprised if the Raylan ends up at the end of next year. Like mm. that kind of thing. Um, yeah. I'm okay with that. And they did pr- pr- put a bunch of recent concept ships or old concept ships, uh, to the, to the forefront, uh, released fairly recently, like last year, this year. So yeah, I believe they have, and I think they will continue to do so. And I also don't think it's a bad thing for them to release like the 400 I ships straight to flyable because mm-hmm. yeah, that's always going to be a winner. That's always going to be a thing. Straight to fly. Um, and at this point, I think most of the concepts that were missing are huge ships like the orion yes. the the idris the javelin the endeavors yeah. um Ship the ships, calling yeah the ships that you're yeah. not going to see until Need like that. new technology is developed so that they can be put into the game so uh, and i i too i'm perseus owner too i'm looking forward to it but it's also a big it's ship. beautiful ship yeah. it's, a, it's a huge ship and i think yeah. the bigger the ship the longer it's going to take to make so well I think once they realize the the physical items and objects, be ready for just about anything for them to throw at us. Because once they have the system to support these entities, like the ship bind calling, uh, mm. it was it was talked about that uh, you know it has potential to allow to start to see these things. And I, again, I'm saying this sooner. And here's the here's the key as to why. There's a reason why Chris is in Manchester now. There's a reason why the Van Duel ships are a part of Squadron 42. They're mm-hmm. capital ship base. We're going to see them in the distance. That Those interactions, those encounters are going to be real uh, in the sense of they need the tech to make that happen. If that tech is not in, forget about Squadron 42. Uh, the cadence is Squadron 42 at the end of the day. So with capital ships and the, the fact that we're getting the physicalized and everything working expect capital ships to be a, a functional thing components are starting to come online that the, uh we have the visuals for the shield uh, effects now we're that's going to be physicalized in the next patch so expect uh the capital ships to be uh much more in line with them coming on board uh, the fact that they what surprised me with the Xeno threat was i saw a hammerhead and two idrises in the game and i was like holy smokes guys Mm-hmm. This is groundbreaking. You made some. You made some headway, but now we're talking about physicalizing things, and getting these player counts up, and the NPCs. That has everything to do with Squadron Forty Two, and we, on the Persistent Universe side, we're going to be the recipients of that. So, be on the lookout for uh, capital ships. Definitely be on the lookout for them. 
Um, all right, next question. I will start with you on this one, Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think CIG will let us use whatever let us choose Grimhex as our home to start with? Oh yeah, <laughs> Tem- temporarily for until Pyro gets in. Oh. Um, I would be surprised to see more pirate spawn points showing up and stand like weird asteroid bases somewhere. Mm-hmm. Especially with the, with, the, um, with, the, with what they're working on with Pyro, with the abandoned yeah. like like outlaw stations, uh, ruined station, it. yeah. I'd expect like well, uh, they also doing multiple stations in Pyro, like abandoned uh, stations. Maybe so. conver- converting some of the ground outposts into like because we had those EMS shelters in before. Yes. I would imagine those EMS shelters could be converted into like spawn points, limited limited ability spawn points um, yeah. for people who want to get because right now being a criminal in in in, in Stan is just like oh Grim Hex, we meet again. Mm-hmm. It's just constantly Grim Hex because where else are you gonna go? You're you're basically taking. If you're not a good criminal, you're going to be at Grim Hex or in prison. I also, I actually don't think they'll ever let us choose Grim Hex as our home to start with. Um, just because of on the the initial spawn, I could imagine that they would. I I just because because Grim Hex is uh, illegal. You know, they essentially. Yeah, but I don't. I'm trying to like narrative narrative stuff, like holding up like actual player choice. Like if you want to align yourself with a pirate, like. Well, yes. who's to say your and, your character but, is like is like what thirty years old when you when you log into Star Citizen twenty yeah. to twenty to thirty? Like your character just starts their adventure at Grim Hex. I, it's I not mean, like I you're can, being born at Grim Hex. I can see from a gameplay perspective, though, they want players to be in places where they can craft the starting experience very specifically. And, and that's Grim Hex. Yeah, I want to be a pirate. Grim Hex is the perfect place to begin. Like later <laughs> development, probably not. Yeah. As a, as a stopgap early in development within the next year, I could see yeah. before Pyro comes in, I could see them letting us set choose on it on if they do a reset again, mm-hmm. or maybe this when three fifteen goes live, maybe CIG will do that. They'll let people choose Grim Hex as their start location. Maybe you guys remember um, the rumor with uh, Port Alistar? What it was the, that long tenant rumor about it's going away. It's going to they're going to explode it. There's going to be a chain mm-hmm. event that's going to be tied to that. Yeah. I would expect uh, I would expect uh, Grim Hex to to kind of suffer out that way to uh, to 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 open the doors to Pyro, where you're saying you know they they did say that. Uh, stations are going to be, even though it's outlaw, it's going to be contested. If there's enough number of players or org members who can hold it down or hold it down temporarily, like, let's see, there's said Quantanium there. You hold it down with Starfarers and security. So it's, it, you can, you can uh, makeshift that, 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 uh, star, that, that space station as a, uh, a placeholder for pirate activity. You can go there, refuel, and so, you know, you if you have the numbers, you can go out, go leave with the Starfarer back to Stanton, get fuel again, and come back, and you you're there for your crew. But it's it's but then you're you're going to contest that 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 said area. If you're good enough to hold it down, so be it. But I would say that the evolution of Grim Hex or piracy is going to be what uh, of of. The, the the evolution of piracy is going to be all about pyro, and I think mm. uh, it's about holding down, being able to to manhandle ladies too, to, to have your said areas and say we're locking this particular area down because we said uh, mission or these this enterprise type of mission and make our money and then leave, or fight or whatever you want to do. But I think at the end of the day, it, 
it's it's it it will uh, adhere to the lore of what Stanton is about. It's law abiding to a, to mm -hmm. a degree, but you're not going to be doing piracy in the open. So you have to use uh, Pyro as a, as a place of of pirates paradise. Mm. So I, I kind of see it progressing or moving away eventually to to Pyro, all the, uh, outlaw activities or the outskirts eventually. So it aligns in the in the lore. Yeah. All right. Last question from Sir Mega um, Magnetron. As a 2014 backer, don't you think that the development should be much faster now? I understand starting a company, developing engine tools and programs take a big chunk. But since 2018, in my opinion, the game lacks the innovation and development in mechanics. When do you think we will see new mechanics? You mean I, like uh, medical gameplay and inventory? Inventory system? Uh, like, new inventory system? Now, I, now I do know Sir, Sir Magnetron said in chat that he didn't doesn't think the medical system is new. He doesn't think a lot of like the stuff that they're doing is like, oh, this is also stuff done in the 1990s. Um, and mm -hmm. my... I, it's I, new I to hate, Star Citizen, but other games have done something similar, like the spawn mechanic and whatnot. I, I don't think CIG has ever said that they plan on making brand new mechanics. They've said from the beginning that, that like medical is not going to be surgeon simulator. They've said things like, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, that there you're going to be limitations. Everything that CIG has said, none of the stuff that Star Citizen was about was innovative. All of the stuff had been done by other games. The thing that makes Star Citizen unique is it takes a bunch of ideas from different games and then smushes them together. Yeah. That's the thing. It takes a lot of ideas that would work as their own game and puts yeah. them with another yeah, idea cool. that works as their own game and then combines them and sees how they, they function together. Um, so yeah, like, yeah, you're going to see stealth gameplay. Oh, well, stealth gameplay has existed forever. Yeah, but have you seen stealth gameplay in a game where you could also go mining? And then also... Um, negotiate business with an alien race and uh, uh drag someone in from from a from a from a uh, maybe one of these days someone will release console? a game like that paul maybe <laughs> maybe maybe but until that until then cig seems to be the only one who's trying yeah so that's and that's that's enough innovation for me and they have been definitely increasing pace in the last couple of years yeah um, yeah i would say it's about the star systems the expanse yeah. of star systems is about that they got to get that ready, fan. Yeah, I mean, think about think about Quanta, like the the, the events, the two two events mm -hmm. we had, the two in-game events we had, which were um, uh, uh, the Nine Tails lockdown and the Xenothrin Crew. Oh, yeah, we hadn't yeah. had anything like that before. That's brand new. Yeah. You know, like I said, Idris is in a hammerhead and uh, wardens. That was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the questions. Thank you all for asking the questions. Hey. Thank you to HC Vertigo and Kenny for coming on and answering those questions with us. Uh, make sure that you're following uh, them both, HC Vertigo at twitch.tv slash HC Vertigo, Kenny65 at twitch.tv slash Kenny65. And of course, you can watch this live every Saturday. Well, almost every Saturday. Sometimes I take breaks. Uh, <laughs> um, sometimes I take that 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 one week vacation, so I just not have to mm -hmm. be here. Um, but um, every Saturday, three p.m. Pacific, uh, six p.m. Eastern, um, Twitch.tv slash The Astro Pub. And uh, yeah, like I say, every thank time. you for the energy and passion. You, yep. Yeah, you got amazing, awesome, great job, uh, man. Like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>